Good morning and welcome to the Sacred Heart Hour program on AM 820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. My name is Chuck Wilson and joining me this morning is my wife, Joanne. Good morning. Good morning, Joanne. <laughs> and also standing in and filling in for Father Stotch Daly, who's out of town, Emily Jaminette, our National Director of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. Good morning, Emily. Good morning, also known as your daughter. <laughs> and, I, and my daughter. And uh, we also, we're going to open in prayer, and then Emily's going to share a little bit. She was on uh, Sacred Heart Radio program this morning, first Friday, a little bit on hostility, and um, and uh, share how that's going to enter into our whole uh, 2024 theme of the Sacred Heart, which is about love, and how do we build loving relationships, and how do we use these virtues to help us. So, Joanne, do you want to open us? I'd in love to. Oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops, and for all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. 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 Okay, well, welcome to everybody on a new year, 2024, and we have a great program oh, today. Oh, it's a jam-packed day, yeah. too. So uh, we will try to navigate uh, the program, but we'll start first with Emily and maybe share a little bit about this morning and your radio interview. Yeah, how did it go, Sure. Man? Good morning, family. Good morning, Sacred Heart family, St. Gabriel family, all of us together. Um, you know, I wanted to just share a few words. Uh, first, I, I was able to be on Sacred Heart Radio, which we're so blessed. There's so many amazing ways to evangelize. And oftentimes it's just turning the dial, just as turning the dial to um, AM820. And, and tuning in. And, you know, I, I think that the new year is a great time to refocus and what needs to change within my heart so that I can be a better vessel for the Lord. And I thought she was going to say, so my dad can be a better dad for the Lord. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Sometime we would. No, I mean, you know, family family meeting here. Um, but th the truth is, is that we got to start somewhere, right? Where do we start? And we start with docility because it's putting past the stubbornness, you know, oftentimes the hard-heartedness, the, the blocks that prevent us from mm. doing what we need to do. And it's it's t being able to take that first step. And, you know, before we get that spiritual heart transplant that we all so desire and we all want to be a witness, you know, to the love of Jesus by sharing his love, we, we often have these blocks. And that's where um, docility comes into saying, you know, Lord, Give me a new vision for who, where I'm at and where I'm heading because stubbornness and pride is, is blinding. And, you know, the Blessed Mother, she was full of grace. And I think about her yes, her fiat, her 
ability to so perfectly respond to the will of God. And, and we need to also respond to the will of God through um, allowing our hearts to be changed. I love when you talk about the pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> that real, I really related to that. Well, um, for all our listeners, uh-huh. what I said about pebbles was I talked about how in Ezekiel we read um, this powerful scripture passage that talks about, you know, God wants to turn our hearts of stone to a heart of flesh. And, you know, I was looking out at this group of women. I was down in sunny Tampa, Florida, and these women were beautiful and they were all pursuing the faith. And it was hard to deliver the message that God's going to turn. Yeah, because you think I don't have a hard heart. I I realized some of us, you know, we might not be fully hard, you know, (laughs) but we got some pebbles. Oh, yeah. And, you know, these pebbles are lodged up in our heart and oftentimes stubbornness, pride, vice, you know, Mm. um, prevent us from being fully engaged in our faith. And so um, I was giving this talk and one woman came up to me after the talk and she goes, I have 11 pebbles. I know exactly (laughs) where they are. And it was so true because with our faith, we're not just about trying to look good on the outside. It's about what the heck is going on on the inside, on our heart. Well, and pebbles are kind of, I want to say manageable. But if you say, oh, my heart is so hard, so cold, it's so overwhelming. But to say, yeah, I have those little pebbles. Let's work on one at a time. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a little fact. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me about my pebbles. No. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, the truth is, Jesus reveals his, our pebbles to us oh, when we're ready. Yeah. So docility is saying, I'm ready, Lord. Uh-huh to hear what you're, what you're trying to lovingly communicate. And he's such a good God because he shares his truth with such kindness mm-hmm. and such love and compassion and mercy that we do want to change. When we see that little pebble, you're like, oh, okay, I realize I'm a lot shorter tempered, you know, than I really want to. Chuck, what about your pebbles? You know, I, I think <laughs> I have multiple pebbles. Uh, but the good news is I'm married to a saint, and uh, she continues to help me oh. navigate my pebbles. But Emily, I, I know so. in your book, and that's what you're referring to when you talk about docility, is holy habits from the sacred heart and 10 ways to build stronger, more loving relationships. And I think we're going to enter into the sacred heart and how that's going to help us Uh, as we connect deeper and deeper into his heart to change our hearts so that we can truly uh, be that, show that love that our Lord is showing to us and we can uh, receive it and then we can give it. But you say docility of truthful virtue that flows from the heart of Jesus. And it's really letting go and letting God as we grow in holiness Docility is defined as the willingness to be instructed or taught. It is the opposite of stubbornness and inflexibility. Ah. And I think that's where we tend to err with our pebbles is we get to be stubborn Mm -hmm. and we get to be not to be open and really letting go and letting God and being able to do that and then to be able to grow in our humility um, and then we're able to deal with realism. Any thoughts on that? 
You know, I just want to say, I really like when you said the Lord will gently reveal to you because we can sit down and we can try to make our own list. And sometimes it is not what God wants you to work on at that time. Mm -hmm. But by letting God lead, letting the sacred heart lead, but the part of that is being docile to listen. Well, I know our uh, Father Stosh Daly is not here oh, in he's studio, here in spirit. but he's here in spirit. And in that chapter, I quote my favorite, one of my favorite quotes he says is that, you know, the Lord mm-hmm. wants to spiritually rearrange the furniture of your mm. home and of your heart. And when we think of that analogy of rearranging, and for many of us, you know, we're getting ready to take our Christmas trees down and we might mm-hmm. rearrange our furniture and we got to do some tidying and cleaning. The, the same is true with resetting our priorities. And the Sacred Heart mm-hmm. Hour is a an important program because it reminds us that this devotion is more than just one and done. It's more than just, I did mm-hmm. the enthronement or I did mm-hmm. my, my nine first Fridays or I did that. It's I have to live that. And by living it, I believe we will absolutely transform the greater community, our heart, our family, our home. And that leads us into our first uh, discussion, talking about the Sacred Heart Jubilee 350 yeah. 50th anniversary that began this past December 27th. Um, and it was during the first apparition, and it concludes in June of 2025, the date of the solemnity of the Feast of the Sacred Heart. But when we talk about this, we're a vessel to continue this devotion and to spread the devotion and enthronement of the Sacred Heart. And so this has been going on, our Lord has, for 350 years. Yeah, And I was thinking of your analogy, Emily, Mm. how many hardened hearts have taken place over 350 years? Isn't that amazing? And I love to think that the continuation, right? We're part of the continuation. Each Uh one of us have a role and responsibility to give love for love. And that theme of love for love means Jesus provides the love. He's the love. He's the perfect love. And he's pouring it out to us. And then we don't need to give love on our own. We just need to turn around and share his love back to Christ and to others. So it's love for love, love for love. And when we keep this in mind through a prayerful, generous spirit, willing to be more like the Lord, we get rid of the counterfeits. And the counterfeits of love are what Mm. the culture is saying love is. Mm. And if we don't tune into who Jesus is and what his love is like, we can easily be deceived because the culture's good at deceiving. So this is very important. That is powerful. This jubilee where we are at 350 years, it's not over yet. We get to we get to continue the mission, and um, it's exciting. I, I'm very excited about the jubilee. Well, and also it happened during the first apparition when our Lord appeared to Saint Margaret Mary, and at the end he said to Saint Margaret Mary. You are my beloved disciple, and you will be my beloved disciple of the Sacred Heart to spread the devotion of the Sacred Heart. And here she was, a cloistered nun. I mean, she must have said, really? A cloistered nun in a convent? 
And Jesus said, you will be my beloved disciple to spread this throughout the world. So I think I think about that. Then I think about us. And it's like, really? We are called to also spread the devotion, to also be a part of this tremendous tsunami of love and conversion and hope in the world. It's like me and nothing. But when you see how the Holy Spirit yeah. worked, and then it took it outside the convent, yeah, and it finally connected, and now where it is today, and I think it's the same way with our listeners. You are yeah. all part of this mission. Well, and it, it, there's one step before Uh-oh. the, the great Uh-oh. disciple, Saint Margaret Mary, is, is that she experienced experienced a mystical exchange of hearts with mm. the savior she received the she love. received the love yeah. and when she received the love uh-huh. then the mission could go forth mm. right and oftentimes new year's is all about resolution and i'm gonna mm-hmm. do this and i don't I'm gonna do, do that, that anymore well <laughs> i fail all the time i, I do it every year because i try <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is you need to have an exchange of hearts right the exchange uh-huh is what mm-hmm. Jesus wants. He wants your old heart. And, mm. you know, listeners, Last every month we have an open meeting about the Sacred Heart of Jesus oh. at St. Paul's Church the Thursday before the first Friday. We'd love for you to come. It's awesome. It's now, wonderful. why don't you explain why Thursday before first Friday? Well, it's not because it's an easy name to say, the, the <laughs> Thursday before the first Friday, but because Jesus asked St. Margaret Mary to pray in anticipation to do an hour, a holy hour, and he requested this and and to set us up for the first Friday. So we respond to that by having this meeting of mass and fellowship and discussion. And it's open to everyone, anyone and that wants had to it drive. Last night. It we was had it last amazing. Night. And, and it's at St. Paul's. St. Paul's yeah. Church. Yep. And the mass is at six fifteen. Yep. And before that is adoration. 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 And then we Go into the lower area where there's an open meeting. People come. We don't know who's going to come. Multiple different parishes are represented. And then we have a teaching, prayer, rosary. We pray all your intentions. And it's beautiful. And, and what what was so nice is the discussion, is the friendship yeah. that comes through faith Everyone dialogue. Everyone said last night, gee, I, you know, it was a little hard for me to get here, but I am so glad I came. Yep. Well, we were talking about the uh, the mystical exchange of hearts, mm-hmm. and the question was, where is your heart now? Like, what does it look like? And in, in the first of 2024. In the first of 2024. And the gentleman next to me says, oh, when I look at my heart, it just feels like an old shoe. <laughs> and it was wow. so great because yeah. we all talked yeah. about our hearts and yeah. where we were oh, at. I like- you know, an old worn out shoe. And, and maybe that's how you feel. But Jesus wants to do a mystical exchange with your heart. And maybe your heart is beating so fast because it's so anxious and it's, you know, on overdrive. Or maybe your heart is beating so slow because, and this is not a, I'm I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know, saying your heart is a shoe or is beating fast or is not. But, But getting these analogies developed of what is even going on here so that I can receive the love of Christ. And that's docility is acknowledging, putting the pride aside, putting this, the stubbornness aside and saying, this is where I'm really at. You know what I love? God is so romantic in the 
divine providence. I love that this year, Lent is on Valentine's, Ash Wednesday. I think it's providential to reclaim Valentine's and to connect that with the love of Christ, the authentic love of Christ on Valentine's Day. At first I thought, oh, now that's really, that's going to be hard. I've got my heart's on, now i got the purple going. <laughs> and now I'm thinking, no, it's perfect to get things in line and focus on the love of Christ all and, through Lent. And for those first-time listeners or people are saying, okay, well, our Lord promised, gave promises to St. Margaret Mary, and one of them is, wherever the image of my sacred heart is publicly exposed and honored, I will pour out graces of sanctification and salvation. I will touch unfeeling hearts. I will reunite divided families. I will help them in all their needs. What bold, awesome promises. (laughs) And I think, where is our faith? Do we believe this? Do we believe we've been thrown our home? And one of the biggest barriers, Emily, I continue to hear, I've been thrown it. But nothing has changed. Well, the question is, what's going on in your heart? Where's your devotion? And I think that's why it's more than just the sacred heart enthronement. It's the sacred heart enthronement with full devotion to the heart of Jesus. Because when you come and understand that your love, your God is crazy about you, you are the beloved son and mm-hmm. daughter who Jesus loves us so much. Again, heart for heart, love for love. And that's where the change happens. Because if you want all these things to take place, just as we were talking about, you know, the the habits that come from the devotion, it's about stepping forward and and really being humble and meek, like the Lord tells us his heart is. And I think for our listeners, this is an opportunity to say, okay, I haven't enthroned my home, but now I'm ready to do it. Because it's really the Lord is saying, I have to let go and let God and trust him. So enthrone your home. If for those that have enthroned their home, continue honoring that enthronement, uh, renewing that enthronement, doing your morning offering. And we're going to talk about those ways. But more importantly, it leads us back to Sunday Mass and it leads us back to daily Mass where we're being fed the Eucharist and then getting to the sacraments. And you know, there's one more thing. Share it. One more thing. We are called to be a light in a special way. In this time, in our culture, in our state, in our neighborhood, wherever we are, in our grocery stores, to invite others to come. Keep those little holy cards in your purse or in your pocket and your, you know, for men wherever, in your glove compartment, be ready to share the solution, the remedy, the hope of the Sacred Heart, because the Lord will give you opportunities. Now, Emily, there was an article this week in the Catholic Times, Opportunity for Plenary Indulgence offered during the Sacred Heart Jubilee year. And I think, Emily, as we look at that, one of them is Bishop Earl Fernandez, yeah. along with you and Father Wilson, will be leading a diocesan pilgrimage to France. And 
So you'll be able to pick up, and by being there, uh, a plenary indulgence. But there's also other things. So tell us a little bit about the pilgrimage. Well, the pilgrimage is just a really special opportunity. And oftentimes, you know, our first response to the invitation, all is invited, is, I don't think I can do that. You know, I, I don't think I can do that. And I, I think that the question is, you know, where, how can we better encounter the Lord? And what's the Lord want to do for us? Because I've experienced some amazing miracles where the Lord has provided outstanding opportunities mm-hmm. because he's invited me. So the question is, are, are you invited on this pilgrimage? Can you, can you attend? Second, why, why does the Lord want us to encounter his heart? Well, sometimes when we go on pilgrimage, it's an opportunity to spiritually be reset, to re-encounter the love of God, to literally walk where in the Holy Land where Jesus walked. This is an opportunity to walk where St. Margaret Mary, you know, literally received these visions of, Saint, of Jesus appearing to her. But also looking at the spirituality of St. Therese Lisieux, visiting her family home, visiting the the area where um, she lived, looking at, you know, Paris and going to the Sacre Coeur. No, I want to (laughs) go. But but the truth is, is that, you know, these are these are opportunities. There's all these different opportunities. But, you know, this Jubilee year, don't let it just come and go like be on fire for the Sacred Heart of Jesus to encounter and receive as many graces as possible because they're being poured out. It's a matter of, you know, is my bucket, you know, in the right place so that I can receive Mm. and then share? Because it's not just about Mm -hmm. receiving. The true joy comes from sharing. Sharing. And it's going to be led with Bishop Fernandez, our bishop, and it's May 31st to June 9th. Where do they go for information? Well, um, there's many places you can go for information. If you go to welcomeisheart.com, there's a a great article with the details and information. Also, um, we're working with a travel company out of Michigan, which is um, uh, Corporate Travel. They have all the information as well about the pilgrimage. And um, it's... It's definitely um, in, in the article. It has some details as well. It's it's an opportunity. It's an invitation in response to our bishop's desire for us to grow in holiness and to honor the jubilee. And there's a big difference between a pilgrimage and a vacation. The difference, I believe, vacation you come home, it's over, and a pilgrimage you bring with you, really for the rest of your life. You bring the graces, you bring the new insights, you bring the connections of the other people that you've made this heart connection with them along the way. So it is, it's different. And the hardships that come with any travel are taken in a vein of reparation, not, oh, this is ruining my vacation. I have a delay at the airport. No, this is all part of the big, beautiful experience that God has planned for you. And for those that can't make the journey on yeah, the pilgrimage, that's us. Uh, the Sacred Heart Jubilee Year, four churches in the diocese have been set aside by the bishop uh, where we called pilgrimage sites. Cardington Sacred Hearts, Columbus Sacred Heart, Coshocton Sacred Heart, and New Philadelphia Sacred Heart Churches. And for those, the faithful can receive preliminary indulgence during the Jubilee year by visiting one of the local pilgrimage sites, reciting prayers such as the Litany of the Sacred Heart, making all the hour 
reparation, praying for the intentions of the Holy Father. So we will have information. We don't have it yeah, yet that is in awesome. all four churches. Isn't that uh, exciting? Yeah. Isn't that exciting? So this is a continued way. And as we talk about that, we also talk about uh, in the next five minutes, uh, talking about the month. It all fits together. The month of January is dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. And as we enter into the new year, here are some thoughts to make 2024 a special year to honor his holy name by restoring our Lord Jesus as the king, brother, and friend of our families who is love back into our families and society. And that's all we're talking about is bringing the heart of Jesus. Take a step. Take a step. Therefore, since God is love, when you remove God from the individual family, society, you remove love. So our goal and our challenge to each of you is how do you receive his love, return his love, and share his love in the family, society, uh, as love is as love needs to be centered versus being removed. Well, I just want to refocus again on the holy name of Jesus. Mm, good. The holy name of Jesus. This is essential for us as mm. Catholics to reclaim the holy name and to stand with the holy name. And I recently, I didn't tell you this, mom and dad. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> hot was, news off the press. Hot news off the press, family <laughs> gathering. But I was having a group of teenagers over for um, a, a child's birthday. And one thing, I, I sat my son down and before the, the gathering, I said, I just want to remind you that in our house, I cannot hear the Lord's name in vain ever taken. So if you can either tell your friends and remind them of this, or I'm going to remind them as we have these basic rules. And I, I share that because mm -hmm. the holy name of Jesus is so sacred that oftentimes those who use his name in vain don't even realize. They don't even realize that it's become such a habit. So if this is a habit where you are using God's name in vain, it needs to be broken this year, like right now. And then you need to set people up for success. And you know, that birthday gathering was fabulous. And I didn't hear anyone use the Lord's name in vain. And I don't know if it's because my son reminded them or if they were all just wonderful, great boys, but it was that important that we had that conversation. And um, I think that's important in all of our events. If we're coaches, teachers, parents, party you know it, it's not a bad thing to, to talk about the holy name of jesus and even out in the world i brings to my mind the person behind me in the grocery store took the lord's name in vain and i just said praise to you lord jesus so as we come to a close we are going to enter into session two and talk about ways that we can implement this because i think a lot of you are probably listening saying yeah, but where do I start? How do I bring love more into my family? So listen to session two. Stay tuned. And we're going to talk about the men's and women's conference. But we're going to close. And Emily's going to close us with a prayer to the Sacred Heart. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you. I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. 
Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings on all that I do in the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. In the famous cleansing of the temple, Jesus overturned the money changers' tables and told them to stop making his father's house a den of thieves. You're a temple too, you know. God's word tells us, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? When I was first teaching my son about modesty, he saw a billboard of a half-clothed woman and said, that's gross, right, Dad? That's not gross, I said. That's too sacred to be thrown on a billboard. You see, God doesn't hate sin because we're gross, but because it isn't worthy of us. And that realization changes how we approach sin. It brings us from self-loathing to striving for fulfillment, from negative guilt that tears us down to positive repentance that builds us up. When you consider your failings, consider them in light of the sacredness that God sees in you. You're his temple, you know, and he's passionate about cleansing you because he loves you. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Well, as a teenager, I didn't really see how relevant uh, religion was in my life. In my early 20s, I, I began to look at other faiths. Well, I, I understand as, as a Catholic that the things that I, were, I was given uh, at a very early age, those things never ended. They're still with me. That's what drew me back. Because the Catholic Church is, a, is worldwide, there are so many different types of people that come to the church, and, and it's a place where I feel accepted for who I am. I'm where God wants me to be, and, and I feel like my life is, can be used for what He wants now. And when I came back, I said, Lord, you were waiting for me the whole time with your arms open wide, and I have come home. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Good morning, and my name is Chuck Wilson. Welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour program on AM 820 St. Gabriel Radio. Joining me this morning again is my wife, Joanne, and my daughter, Emily, who is the National Director of Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. And as we begin session two, we're going to talk about ways to continue to build a loving relationships in our families today. But before we're going to open, and Joanne, if you want to open us with a daily covenant renewal prayer. Sure. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace and love. Amen. 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 Father, Son, and, Holy Spirit. And as we begin this session too, we're going to talk about this challenge daily of how do we renew our love within our family today in a deeper way as we enter into a new year. And Emily, I'll start with you. 
what is your thoughts that family can do today to maybe start this this year and kick off to build these loving relationships coming from the Lord's sacred heart? Well, actually, I got a message this morning from someone who said, this is my third attempt to do the enthronement of the sacred heart. Wow. And I, I haven't been able to accomplish it yet. Mm. And I, I think that the question is, you know, what's holding me back? What's holding me back? And maybe it's just, you know, Father Mateo in 1907, when the enthronement was officially approved, he said there were three ways of doing it. An instant enthronement where you place the image up and we're talking about exposing, honoring, and, and prayerfully asking the Lord to build that covenant of love. Just doing that a three-day self-guided enthronement, which we have the booklets and materials and you you prep and pray. And then the third one is a novena where we can help you with even a missionary coming to your house and working with you or praying with you over the phone and, and really guiding you in this process. But the question is, what's, what's preventing you from the enthronement of the Sacred Heart? And, you know, we renewed our enthronement, our 10th anniversary, the day after Thanksgiving, we renew the prayers always on Christmas, on Easter, on major events, because we want Jesus active in our house. We, we, want, we want the grace. And, you know, I think for all of us, if you've been thrown, renew your enthronement. Start off the new year renewing your enthronement. And I know Joanne said this to our family. Faith is a priority. It's not something we just happen to do. No. It's a priority, and you have to make it a priority. And one way to make it is Jesus is the king, brother, and friend of our home. And your illustration talking uh, in session one with your uh, teenager, I always thought when people come into our house, this is not our house now. It's Jesus' house. We've enthroned it to Jesus. And so everything we do, every word we use, we have to honor Jesus. And that way is then when the people leave, we've lifted them up versus bringing them down. And so one story that I know, Joanne, you're good at this, is a nudge. Share your enthronement. And one way to share the enthronement is send it to people that are getting married. Uh, absolutely. That will be, it has been, but it will be, our wedding gift. Now, yes, you can buy them something else or you can write a check, but make sure that you give them the deluxe <laughs> home enthronement kit. And even if you don't hear back, even if you, you know, you might get a, a response of like, mm, you know, that's okay because a time might come and I believe a time will come in married life where there'll be struggles and there'll be opportunities for a need for more grace, more forgiveness, more, and they'll have, they'll have those tools in their home. And we heard that as we, when we were going in the homes and people had maybe older images that they were given many years ago. And it took years sometimes for them to appreciate it. But that's one way you can be a disciple and you can spread it because you're giving them in love and you're giving them normally as a married couple that you know that it's easy to get married. It's sometimes difficult 
to navigate to stay married. So give them a tool and make that part of your traditional gift. It won't be a surprise because you'll be doing it every invitation you get. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be and, at a wedding, but think of no, a special time it doesn't have to where be you a can wedding. give it. Emily, I know you've talked about this. Tenderize our hearts by small acts of love, kindness, and mercy to family members and how that really changes the home. I think that's important. You know, a lot of times we can have our own, we've talked about the pity parties, right? Poor me. I, I, and I have those. Okay. Oh, you know, no. I, I'm not I'm not accusing anyone at the <laughs> yeah. table. See, they're pointing, pity they're pointing at me, no, audience. No, no, no. <laughs> but we can start to feel a little down. And we talked about last night, you know, a lot of times after the holidays, we feel empty. We poured ourselves mm. out. Nobody said thank you for the gifts. You know, we didn't get the, our, our mailboxes. I'm still waiting. Thank you notes and appreciations. <laughs> but really, it's not about that. No, it's not. It's about tenderizing your heart. And I recommend going before your image of the sacred heart, a pondering his heart, his love, asking for more of it. And then as a result, you're fueled to do those acts of love. And, you know, how we do the acts of love is very important because you might do an act. And I, I there's times I've been a little cranky in the kitchen, let's say. Really? I mean, just once, <laughs> one time with seven kids once, but I'm banging the pot, you know, and I, I don't want to make breakfast. But they didn't receive the love that was made that morning. And so as a result, looking at how am I doing this act? Can I muster a smile? Can I do it? with the love of Jesus, because with the love of Jesus, we can do it all day long. Without the love, we, we turn on the act that you know we're doing. What really kind of touched me a little bit is there's a restaurant in town where when the waitress does anything and you ask her, you know, gee, could I, you know, have another refill of water or whatever? And she says, or he says, my pleasure. And, you know, they used to say, no problem. And it's like, well, it was kind of a problem, but, and I, I picked up on that because, you know, yes, it's their job and you can kind of tell if it's like my pleasure or my pleasure, but to do that in your own home, to do that in your heart, maybe you don't say those words, but you say my pleasure because you are serving I'm talking about the home now. You're serving the people that you love. And maybe you don't really want to do whatever it is. But you are you are making an effort to say, Lord, you know, it is my privilege. It, and it, yes, it's my pleasure to tap into your love to give to them. Well, and for parents out there. Does that make sense? Yes. And then it's training the next generation to do the same. Ah, yeah. Because a lot of times um, in in the family life, it's the giving and the receiving. Mm -hmm. Because if you're only giving, you don't learn how to receive well. And oftentimes receiving well is harder for some of us to receive Mm -hmm. the kindness, to receive the help, to receive. It's it's hard for us. So the, the home is about giving, receiving, and then What's the culture of the home? What does the home feel like? Literally, is the peace, love, and joy of Christ here? And if it's not, you know, what rearranging do we need to do? And here's one for Joanne. Uh-oh. The <laughs> don't 
pass up a sale. Oh, yes. So don't pass up mass. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> when you explain. drive by and you see the sale sign. I love after Or Christmas do you go to sales. mass? Uh, no, it's not just that. It's that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's that. Um, she likes to shop, everyone. A, a, after Christmas on sale, saving Chuck money, of course, is that you realize that the real grace, the real opportunity to profit yourself is at mass, is the grace is at mass, you know, and it's, but we have to engage. It's not just to, you know, an ATM machine. It's like in order to go to mass, we bring ourselves. We're awesome. We're the gift. We're putting ourselves, our heart, you know, on that altar. And we're asking the Lord to help us with that day. You know, I started going to mass through the week when I had a child in second grade. And I knew my days changed. They changed. And so, you know, gradually, but I knew there was something different when I didn't go. So, you know, I say take advantage of what the Lord has given us. And that's the sacramental life. Make a good confession this year. That's probably number one. Clear the deck, erase the board, and and say, Jesus, this year is about knowing you, loving you, and serving you better, and taking your mother as my very own. And I think, Emily, uh, just finally, we'll talk about First Friday. Why is important for people to go to Mass on First Friday? Well, it's called the Great Promise, and I think that's a great reminder that, again, as we started this episode, we talked about the 12 promises. We talked about the grace that flows from the 12 promises, and the way we receive the grace is having an an engaged faith life with the Lord, willing to practice the faith, and there's a couple actions the Lord asks. One is that um, His image is exposed and honored, right? That's an important thing, and the second thing that He also asks yeah, well, the, the second is those who promote this devotion shall have their names written in my heart. He wants us to go forth and share the devotion to promote it. And then the, the 12th promise is, I promise you in the excessive mercy of my heart that my all-powerful love will grant to all those who receive Holy Communion on the first Fridays in nine consecutive months the grace of final perseverance. They shall not die in my disgrace nor without receiving their sacraments. My divine heart shall be their safe refuge in this last moment. And in that 12th wow. promise, you know, Jesus wants his heart to be our refuge. Isn't that just awesome? Yes. And what I love <clears throat> about the first Friday is it's a spiritual reset each month, you know, almost assessing where am I at? How can I get to mass? So if you want to begin implementing this devotion in your life, you know, begin with saying the first Friday, can I do it? It's like running a marathon. Can I do it? How do I do it? What just, mass do I go to? Just put it on your calendar. Everybody go to First Friday on your calendar. And we have so many opportunities. And write down First Friday mass. Mm-hmm. And then you can decide where you go to mass. But I think in most cases, they get sidetracked. And I think what Emily is really challenging everybody is who wants to pass up on those graces our Lord wants to give us? Think it's about Jesus. how often Not we're praying. Me. We're always praying for our hour of death, right? I mean, that, yeah. that that's a consistent theme for us as Catholics. We know 
we are going to need a super abundance amount of grace. And then to think about this promise is is really lived out in in the richness of our life and the fullness when we can go to mass. Part of it is I don't have to go to mass. I get to go to mass. And that language, how we communicate to our children, our grandchildren, our neighbors, our loved ones, we got to stop saying I have to and get to say I get to. And then I think we'll really encounter a new joy. And, And I think that's where holy reminders come in, is that if you have images of the sacred heart and the blessed mother and the saints and in your home, it, it is a holy reminder of Jesus and of, you know, the church and of, it's just like you, you can't not walk by without looking at it. If you put it in the prominent place and it's an opportunity to just say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, help me. And that's why I believe he requested that because he knows we're also visual. And one way that you can tie in more to the Sacred Heart is come to the conferences, the men's conference or the women's conference coming up in February. And uh, we were going to have a table at each of the conferences and their consecutive weekends. The men's conference is the second one. And the women's conference is the first February 17th. And I know we have a couple minutes, but Emily, any highlights of the women's conference? I know, again, their theme is this wondrous gift. Wonder, wondrous gift. This wondrous gift. And um, it is about the, the Blessed Eucharist because we are in the year of the Eucharistic revival. So it's important that we continue to um, encounter the Lord and What's beautiful about our devotion to Sacred Heart is it's, it is lived out in the Eucharistic life. Um, and we have some amazing speakers. Um, Heather Kem is the uh, co-host of Abiding Together podcast and Life Restoration Ministries. She'll be joining us from British Columbia and really also a Franciscan graduate, just really has a love mm. and zeal for wow. um, the faith, just a beautiful ministry. Father John Burns will be joining us from the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, and um, he wrote the Adore, a guide, a guided Advent journal for prayer and meditation, and Lift Up Your Heart, a 10-day personal retreat with St. Francis de Sales. So um, he is... Who was connected to the Sacred Heart. Yes, he was. You know, it is important to mention the Franciscans. And the Franciscans. Yeah, with our program director. And the patron saint of the diocese. You just go up a notch Uh on the ladder. (laughs) (laughs) He's really got a a great message and has um, been preparing uh, his message for us. So we're just really, really blessed. Um, Claire Dwyer, also actually a Franciscan graduate as well, Franciscan and a friend. And um, her book is called This Present Paradise, A Spiritual Journey with St. Elizabeth the Trinity. And she also um, works full-time for spiritualdirection.com and uh, just a real gifted communicator. And I think she's going to help the women. Uh, Father Timothy will also be joining us. And he's one of the Eucharistic uh, preachers and Arch, uh, Archbishop Timothy uh, Broglo, Broglo, and uh, he will also be joining us. So it's it's full. Uh, Marie Miller will be doing the music, and MC is Jennifer Rice. So wow. hopefully well, I once did again, good. the women take over the full <laughs> agenda 
I'm going to just simplify it for go to ColumbusCatholicWomen's.com and so forth. Now for the men, all you need to know, it's on February 24th at the Kasich Center, both the women and the men are Ohio Expo. Go to Catholic Men's Ministry. And again, we have three wonderful speakers. We have breakfast and lunch for a great fellowship and so forth. But most importantly, we also have the Holy Mass with the Holy with the Bishop, and then we will also have uh, the ad- the reconciliation before uh, we have uh, the Mass, and we have different adoration. But both conferences bring us to Jesus in a fuller light. Now uh, I want to add something. Yes, you know. I think the speakers are all wonderful. Some you like better than others, but it's also just coming together. It's also really being in a room with your brothers and your sisters in Christ. And then then there's many opportunities for a little shopping and a little lunch, but it's all part of the grace of the day. So come be a part of it and participate and I no one leaves empty-handed without a special moment or a special grace or a special little item and <laughs> well and we're rooting on Put all it on the your women calendar. Just to go to go. the women's conference so you will get your man to the man's conference. Oh yeah. See you do have action. It's yep. your action is to go to the women's conference yes. and then to make sure that your husband they might goes need to the, the men's nudge, conference. The men. But if you're not married, go to the women's conference or go to the men's conference. And it's for all ages, high school and above. Yes. It's a great break point and so forth. And in closing, Emily and Joanne, we're gonna talk about now some feast days and we're coming up right to January 7th, Solemnity of the Epiphany of Our Lord. And how does that tie into the Sacred Heart, Emily? (laughs) Well, Dad, a lot going on here. Um, I think what's exciting about the Epiphany is, as Catholics, we continue to celebrate the Christmas season, the gift of Christ. And, you know, the Epiphany means manifestation. And the Church celebrates the day, this manifestation, our Lord, to the whole world. And he was revealed to the Magi. So um, my Christmas tree is still up. I'm holding out long and tight until the Epiphany. I also just want to share January 22nd, you know, the sad day in Ohio when we voted uh, against life. But it's really about hearts. It's really not about laws. It's about changing hearts for the love of life from womb to tomb and that that has not changed it's become more urgent so on january 22nd that is a day to pray more fervently and to just hold on to the hope that christ gives us well and january 25th is about the conversion of saint paul yeah because that's what we really need is conversion oh, that's good Emily. from hard-heartedness to you know saul to paul there and i think that you know a lot of times we think it's about just about politics but it's about prayer yeah. conversion sharing the faith evangelizing and um, i think it, it really does In summarize where the show started and where we're ending this episode yes i love it <laughs> Well, and look at all that Paul has done. And I mean, when we think about he was Saul, 
at one point, crucifying the Christians. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, he becomes the greatest evangelist. Exactly. Wherever we are in life, mm-hmm. our journey is to just take that next step. We, we, we might not be the greatest evangelist, but we can do it our own way. The Lord will give us that nudge. But just remember one thing. Uh, we're not doing it. The Lord is opening up our eyes so that we can continue to be that light. And one way we can do it is to introduce people to the Sacred Heart because as Emily led off the program today, we have a lot of hardened hearts out there. And the Lord heals. And we got a lot of pebbles in our hearts uh, that we have to remove. And I think, therefore, what better way to do it than look at the calendar of the church for the month, look at these feast days, and, you know, I think of, you got the epiphany, right after the epiphany is the baptism of the Lord. I mean, every day is a special day to go to Mass, but there are certain feast days that make it even more special. And Valentine's is a great day to enthrone your home to the heart of Jesus. Well, we that's next month's episode. Well, it's, it's <laughs> preparation. But I do want to just comment real quick about this hard-heartedness. I think a lot of times in the culture we live in, it's easy to put people in boxes and mm. say, oh, no, they're not open to faith. And and we do a good job mm-hmm. clustering within our, our own community. But as we set ambitious goals in January, I think, who do I need to mentor? Who do I need to reach out to? You know, you might have a pretty ma- miserable neighbor on your block. Yeah. You know, welcome them in your home. It, it start that mentoring process. Ask them if they want to enthrone to the Sacred Heart, especially for those Catholics that are struggling out there. And and you know it. If you know it, everyone knows it. Mm. And and so I, I think that we need mm. to help our brothers and sisters. You know, Emily, we have about three minutes. And maybe just share a little bit, because I was with a person yesterday. Well, I used his name, John Reiner. And John was saying how much he enjoyed your book. He said it was real. It was simple to read. But 10 ways to build stronger, more loving relationships, holy habits from the sacred heart. And that's what we're really talking about. How do we build these relationships? How do we change our habits into more loving habits? Well, I think it's easy to think that faith is about me and Jesus, right? Me and Jesus. And if I, I I love that quiet, tranquil time of prayer, but when it gets sticky is in our relationships. And yet that's where the gospel needs to be exactly present is in our relationships and all of our relationships need to be stronger if it's in the work environment being a light to our coworkers, if it's in our family home you know what how are they receiving the faith oftentimes we are absolutely baffled when someone walks away from the faith but maybe it wasn't maybe they were instructed but they didn't encounter the heart the love that needs to walk alongside so this is an important, you know, important thing that we pause on, you know, the the first Friday that we reflect, we reflect on devotion, we reflect on the enthronement, we reflect on, you know, Jesus pouring out his love. And then we look at these relationships and say, how can they be a little bit stronger through us allowing his heart to come in our heart and then change our behavior? Because our behavior is how they receive 
the messaging we're sending. We're sending messages. The question is, what's the message and oh, how can they better, that's good. better encounter? your recommendation for the book uh-huh. is for everyone? Absolutely everyone. I, I, I just wanted to put into writing um, the, the teachings, the words from St. Margaret Mary, the words from the saints, testimonies, and even my own reflections on what it looks like when you encounter the love of Christ. Because they're attributes, you know, we are more, we have more charity, we have more hope, we, we have more openness to truth. There's, there's these exciting attributes, and I, I wanted to communicate them, because I'm striving to live them. It's not because I haven't mastered, but I know that this is my roadmap. The Sacred Heart Jesus is my roadmap to conversion. And at this point, we're going to go ahead and close, and we're going to close in prayer. Um, the Sacred Heart of Jesus Enthronement Renewal Prayer. But for those listening, go to welcomeisheart.com. Go to welcomeisheart.com. If you're not signed up for the monthly newsletter, go there and sign up. Uh, Keeping the Flame Alive. There's so many resources to keep these, to build loving relationships in your family. So in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Most kind Jesus, I humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of our family, myself, to thy divine heart. Be thou our king forever. In thee we have full and entire confidence. May the Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings. Share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. Amen. Amen. Amen.